What? College matters. What? College, college matters. matters. Really? For sure. College matters. Alma, Alma matters. matters. Really interesting and distinctive programs here at UVA. Mm-hmm. The pre-med enhancement program, um, mm-hmm. where our students are matched with research experiences, met, met current medical students as mentors, mm-hmm. and a physician to shadow here on our campus, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, is home to a level one trauma medical center. Mm-hmm. Um, and those students will graduate from UVM and get accepted into, into medical school at really high clips. So that's something to be proud of. Founded in 1791, the University of Vermont, UVM for short, is a land-grant research university in the state of Vermont. Located in Burlington, Vermont, it has the distinction of being the fifth oldest university in the U.S. On our podcast today, we are privileged to have Jay Jacobs, Vice Provost Enrollment at UVM. Jay has been in the college admissions business for over a decade with experience in small and medium-sized colleges and universities. He's very comfortable on a college campus as he and his team work to shape the future student body at UVM. Before we jump into the podcast, here are the high fives, five highlights from the podcast. our world-class facilities here on campus in Burlington, Vermont, mm-hmm. and are uh, part of a really opening, open and welcoming community in uh, one of the nation's best small cities, in my humbled opinion, uh, sure. Burlington. Sure. Knew that shortly after starting, knew that that was not for me. I just did not like shaving and putting my tie on every morning and, <laughs> and, and, you know, hitting the pavement, trying to hit my quota. Okay. Um, uh, so reached out to some mentors, found a, f- a full-time position in college ad- admissions at the college of New Jersey, a medium sized public school in, in, in central New Jersey mm-hmm. have been, have really found my calling. Well, our College of Arts and Sciences is our biggest school, uh, house, which houses about half of our students and about half of our faculty. But really anything that, that revolves around uh, environmental studies or sustainability um, are, are, are really big draws to the University of Vermont, as are, as are other STEM um, uh, programs. At at time of application, you know, we're also looking for future alumni. So the admissions team is out recruiting students and reviewing applications. They're asking how students will be successful in our classrooms. You know, make sure you're telling your story, not the story you think the admissions office wants to hear. Mm-hmm. We want to learn about what you're good at, what your strengths are, and what you're interested in, in and out of the classroom. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately what your dreams are. Um, they can be super specific or incredibly vague. It doesn't matter. We just want to know what your 16, 17, 18 year old self Mm -hmm. likes about yourself, what others see in you and, and what you're going to do on our campus and in our community. Now, I'm sure you want to hear this entire podcast with Jay. So without further delay, over to Jay Jacobs. Let me start by welcoming you to our podcast. Uh, well, 
College Matters Alma Matters. Um, really great that you could make the time. Um, so as we spoke, uh, we're kind of catering to an audience of aspiring students, to primarily international students. So I thought uh, your perspective would be of great value here. So um, thank you again. Thanks so much for having me. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Absolutely. So um, let's kind of jump right in. And uh, what we can do is maybe start by telling us about the University of Vermont. Uh, and uh, then we can sort of get deeper into things. Sure, absolutely. So uh, the University of Vermont is the state flagship university here in the state mm -hmm. of Vermont. Mm -hmm. um, re relatively old when it comes to colleges and universities founded in, in 1791 and to, you know, advance the skills and knowledge that improve health of the individuals, societies, and the natural world here around us. Um, mm -hmm. our, our land grant designation and the partnership with, with the state um, has mm -hmm. certainly underpinned that mission. Mm -hmm. And we enroll students from across the country and across the world who mm -hmm. are learning and discovering with our distinguished uh, faculty members and scholars and scientists in our world-class facilities here on campus in Burlington, Vermont, mm -hmm. and are uh, part of a really opening, open and welcoming community in uh, one of the nation's best small cities, in my humbled opinion, uh, sure. Burlington. Talk a little bit about your background, um, you know, why you got into this whole area of admissions and enrollment, um, and, um, and then we can sort of talk about various aspects of UVM. Yeah, sure. So I've been in college admissions um, and enrollment uh, for over a decade now and mm -hmm. um, started shortly after I myself graduated from college. Mm -hmm. um, but I knew that this was something that I, I found an interest in and a passion when I was a, you know, a, a junior or senior in high school touring college campuses. Mm -hmm. um, I knew that the students who were giving me those college tours uh, mm -hmm. was somebody who I wanted to be no matter where I ended up for college. Uh -huh. um, and uh, sure enough, I did that when I was in, when I was in my undergraduate mm -hmm. studies. Um, though, you know, during my time uh, on campus, I saw upperclassmen go off into full-time employment in higher education, whether that was college admissions or residential life or mm -hmm. some other area. And mm -hmm. I always kind of thought, well, well, that's somewhat of a cop out. You know, I was I uh, I was paying my my way through my undergraduate studies. You know, at that point, uh, it was one hundred and sixty grand over four years or whatever it was. And right. uh, I wanted to use my economics degree. Um, and sure enough, after I graduated from college, I did a very short stint in business to business sales for Verizon, mm -hmm. um, knew that shortly after starting, knew that that was not for me. I just did not like shaving and putting my tie on every morning and, <laughs> and, and you know, hitting the pavement, trying to hit my quota. Okay. Um, uh, so reached out to some mentors found a, a full-time position in college ad admissions at the College of New Jersey, a medium-sized public school in, in, in central New Jersey, mm -hmm. have, been, have really found my calling. I knew I felt comfortable on a college campus um, and have worked at TCNJ, like I just mentioned. I did a yeah. small stint at 
Colgate University, mm-hmm. um, uh, made my way to Chicago Booth and did MBA admissions for a handful of years. And then mm-hmm. um, was before coming to the University of Vermont, uh, was at the University of Miami in Coral Gables, Florida. Uh, but I felt like I've really found a home here at UVM and in Burlington. Sure. And along the way, I think uh, you picked up a PhD uh, in higher <laughs> education area. So uh, obviously, this was a big commitment. Yeah, um, yeah. I knew I knew that I like I said, I knew I found my callings and I invested in myself and did Drexel University's master's program and then Northeastern's uh, doctorate of education program. So I, I just sort of wanted to drill down and see what you felt were programs that um, that you want to highlight uh, from UVM, different majors or different academic pursuits, um, things of that nature. Sure, Venkat. This is probably the hardest question you're going to ask me today because there's so much to highlight here at the University <laughs> of Vermont. Um, you know, here students can really combine their studies, whether it's in the arts or humanities or any other fields with professional paths like business or engineering mm-hmm. um, in, a, in a true academic sense. And the result then is a real balanced set of abilities that employers value. You know, mm-hmm. we, have, we have over 100 majors um, so many more minors in fields that are spanning across agricultural and life sciences, arts and humanities, business, education and social services, environment, nursing, health sciences, STEM, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> uh-huh. um, all offer many ways to blend students' interests and give them a real career advantage when they graduate. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this well-rounded prep uh, is, is, in my opinion, less available at smaller colleges with fewer offerings and at larger institutions with academic silos. So we're kind of that sweet spot with 11,000 undergrad, uh, just under 11,000 undergraduate students. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have four real education requirements for each of our students, information mm-hmm. literacy, mm-hmm. quantitative reasoning, diversity and sustainability Mm -hmm. and you know the ability to couple your interests and passions from an academic standpoint with those four general education requirements will just raise the professional preparedness and global competencies for the responsible citizens that we graduate but that being said let me uh, highlight three kind of uh, really interesting and distinctive programs here at UVA Mm -hmm. pre-med enhancement program um, Mm -hmm. where our students are matched with research experiences, current medical students as mentors Mm -hmm. and a physician to shadow here on our campus, Mm -hmm. uh, which uh, is home to a level one trauma medical center. Mm -hmm. Um, And those students will graduate from UVM and get accepted into into medical school at really high clips. So that's something to be proud of. Mm -hmm. Another interesting program is our Cooperative for Real Education in Agricultural Management, or mm-hmm. CREAM is mm-hmm. the acronym. Mm-hmm. Um, and the CREAM students uh, will, undergraduate CREAM students will manage a 30-head dairy herd here in mm-hmm. Burlington. And they are doing everything from milking, uh, milking the herd to bringing different products to market. Mm-hmm. Um, these students are going to vet, veterinary schools, um, and, uh, and, and acceptance rates for cream students applying to vets is ne- vet schools is nearly hundred uh-huh. percent. My personal favorite part of the cream program is the dairy that is, is harvested from, from the farm is used uh-huh. to make ice cream that's served right here on our campus. <laughs> yeah. 
maybe they're buying their their way onto this podcast through ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> the the last one I'll highlight is the Vermont Legislative Research Service or VLRS, uh, mm-hmm. which are students here who are guided by our expert faculty and provide nonpartisan research to inform decisions made by the Vermont State Legislature. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this program uh, really preps students uh, for law school and, and students who go through it will have over a 90% admission rate into law school. Mm-hmm. What are your most popular sort of uh, majors, if you will, one or two, the top couple? Yeah, well, our College of Arts and Sciences is our biggest school, uh, house, which houses about half of our students and about half of our faculty. But really anything that, that revolves around uh, environmental studies or sustainability um, are, are, are really big draws to the University of Vermont, as are, as are other STEM um, uh, programs. Uh, you know, some of our newest facilities here on campus are are our discovery and innovation halls, which house state-of-the-art STEM research mm-hmm. labs. I guess the big question for a lot of listeners is, what are you, what are you looking for in students? I mean, what's a typical, if that is such a thing, student at EVM look like? Yeah, that's a good question. The typical student at UVM. <laughs> uh, we are known, our student body is known for what we call being decidedly different. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, students who are um, individual, individualistic and comfortable being dis, uh, di- different. Yeah. Um, what we're looking for, though, are students who fit into our community, stu- students who are movers and shakers. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so being decidingly different, but at the same time, a part of the grander whole. Um, Mm -hmm. So our students live together in residential learning communities during their first two years with us. And Mm -hmm. thus it's important to be a community member, but the breadth that I was explaining earlier of UVM is true in and outside of the classroom. So students can Mm -hmm. come here knowing who they are or on the journey to find themselves and, Mm -hmm. uh, 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 and, and will welcome all, all of those types of students. At, at time of application, you know, we're also looking for future alumni. So the admissions team is out recruiting students and reviewing applications. They're asking how students will be successful in our classrooms sure. um, and are asking, ask, and they're asking while they're reviewing those applications, how students will blossom into one of our vibrant alumni that are doing really interesting things in healthcare and the arts and policy all over the map. Given all your experience with different students on different campuses, how how do you think students have evolved, if you will, if that's the right word, over the last decade? And then we can talk about international students. What, what, what kind of things are you seeing? Yeah, I think students um, have evolved over the last decade in a number of different ways. I think that students are becoming more and more of a global citizen. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and, and care more about things that will impact uh, grand, greater society rather than, you know, how much money am I going to make when I graduate personally? Mm-hmm. You know, so whether it is, um, you know, causes that are very important to us here uh, at UVM and in Burlington, social justice causes, mm-hmm. environmentalism and sustainability causes, um, how can we provide the best health care um, to protect ourselves, but also the people around us. Um, mm-hmm. I think that the, these kinds of 
uh, group thinking mentalities is certainly new to students in the past decade. Mm-hmm. Um, um, coupled with uh, the types of schools that they're looking for, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, over, you know, early, uh, probably a decade ago was when, you know, small private rural liberal arts colleges were, were kind of the heat of the moment. Right. Um, then we saw uh, students looking for schools in, in major metropolitan areas. So look at the rises of Northeastern or Tulane or the University of Miami, um, mm-hmm. these types of schools in major metropolitan cities. You know, I think we're kind of at an inflection point now where, you know, UVM is is poised to be really successful, where we are in a great small city with a lot of great amenities, but not the huge densification like we've like like you might experience in New York, Chicago or Los Angeles. So um, I think I think students will start to look for for schools like the University of Vermont in cities like Burlington. Mentioned University of Miami, uh, where you spent some time. Um, how how um, how do you feel students are different? I mean, uh, do do they have a different character in different on different campuses, or would you, with a broad brush, say that if you know there is a direction or a trend there? Um, no, I don't think you know. I don't think students are 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 wildly different from campus to or in general. I don't think right. students are are extremely different from one another. Of, of course, course, you of know, course. campuses will have their culture, and that and therefore will attract different types of different types of students. So, you know, in in at the University of Miami, we knew that we weren't for everybody, and students would walk across campus and hear four different languages and. Um, you know, live in a really international place like Miami, right. um, but that that isn't for for everybody. Right. Um, and on the flip side, here in Burlington, right, this kind of this kind of experience isn't for isn't for everybody either. So I'm not, you know, uh, we at the University of Vermont know we're we're probably not competing with the University of Miami for the same types of students, um, and and they and they similarly feel the same about the students that we attract at UVM. I'm sure. Um, but students, no, I don't think, you know, I don't think that they are, 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 are drastically different overall. They are, they care about what they want to study. They care about, um, their individual passions and interests. And then, mm-hmm. you know, uh, as any new student would, you know, they want to find their, their friends over the next four, four years that they'll, they'll call friends for life. What's the experience been with international students over uh, over your uh, couple of, uh, I guess, a decade plus? Sure. So um, here, the last decade here at the University of Vermont, you know, we've enrolled anywhere from 20 to 50 international students per per year. And mm-hmm. thus, we, we definitely have work to do, but I think that we are on the right path. Mm-hmm. Uh, the University of Vermont in Burlington is a lovely place for international students for many of the reasons I talked about earlier, sure, it's, sure. it's vibrancy, it's acceptance um, of, of people who are different than the, than the local citizenry here. Um, and just the fact that, you know, we're, a, we're an approachable place an approachable city. It's not super, super overwhelming for international students who aren't coming from major metropolitan areas uh, right. overseas. 
Um, our global reach at, at the University of Vermont it, it will, will start to become part of the forefront of our recruitment strategy and mm-hmm. is already at, the, at, the, um, at one of the top most level priorities for, for senior level administration. Uh, mm-hmm. we'd, we'd love to be able to grow our international student body, both at the undergraduate and the graduate levels. Um, and we'll be seeking out partners in the near term to help us uh, grow in these efforts, grow in international study abroad programs that are administ- administered by the University of Vermont, mm-hmm. grow partnerships to send our students to have international internship and research experience, et cetera. Our okay. president, Suresh Garamella, is uh, very connected in places like India, Colombia, and Peru. And hopefully sure. we can lean on his relationships and others that we've been building over the last decade to help us move the needle. Absolutely. What what percentage of students or undergraduate students are international today? Um, it's it's only about one percent of our undergraduate students who are, who are international. Okay. Um, okay. But we we're putting together a a comprehensive international recruitment strategy as we speak. I thought we could seg a little and talk about something that's been affecting all of us for the last year and a half almost now the COVID-19. So I kind of wanted to talk about how you felt UVM approached it and how you see things unfolding, say, in fall 2021. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, UVM weathered the pandemic quite well, actually. Our, you know, big part of that is, is our students. Our students were absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. um, and probably the major reason for our success. Mm-hmm. Um, they were originally tested once per week until the spring where we tested everybody twice a week. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, about a third of all testing here in the state of Vermont happened right here on our campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, wore masks inside and out everywhere they went, stayed six feet away from each other and, and certainly cared about one another. Uh-huh. The, the community aspect that I talked about before, I mean, that's, yeah. you know, that was the, 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 uh, diamond in the rough, in the rough. We, that was the reason for our success. Each student lived up to it. Our mm-hmm. residential life team did an outstanding job with quarantine and isolation housing. We had creative ways to keep students engaged with one another uh, safely and outdoors. President Gar- Garamella put fire pits outside of the student center for students to gather around uh, on, on evenings. Uh, we we built an ice rink outside and uh, over on our residential campus. Just mm-hmm. this weekend, my family and I were walking across campus um, and realized that it was a, a porch fest. So there was live music everywhere we turned. Uh-huh. Um, I can't tell you how good it felt to hear live music again. <laughs> right. um, uh, but because of the students' willingness to keep everybody safe, we're really excited for an on-campus and in-person commencement ceremony in a couple of weeks uh, where every graduate is able to invite two vaccinated guests to, to be in attendance. Mm-hmm. And then we're planning for uh, a completely normal fall 21 term uh, or whatever normal is going to look like. Of course. Um, 94% of our classes as of, as of today are are being planned to be taught in person and on campus. And we're in the planning stages for an orientation in late August with our 3000 new first time first year and transfer students uh, and welcome them to the university and, and, and Burlington in early, in early, in late August and early September. Oh, that sounds great. Now at this point, um, 
what fraction of the students are on campus? Um, about 90% of our students chose to be on campus oh, wow. uh, th- this wow. year. Okay. We've been uh, we've been we've been really fortunate to you know you'll walk around and you you don't necessarily feel like it's ninety percent, but that's mm-hmm. because of the distancing and the the sure. creative ways that we that we um, uh, got students to engage with each other safely. But uh, we've been really lucky to have um, uh, our, our students here uh, on our campus, um, and even you know. Uh, these 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 eleven thousand undergraduate students, you know, bring so many of the um, economic stability and, and and jobs to the Burlington area. So we've been really grateful that they've decided to show up. So I kind of wanted to lead in from there to um, thinking about students who are maybe applying for fall twenty twenty two, and. Um, how they ought to approach their applications. Um, you know, I'm assuming you're a test optional and all the other sort of, um, I don't know if you want to call it side effects or impact of COVID and circumstances. How should they think about it? And um, how are you guys sort of approaching it? Sure. So I don't know if there's much that applicants should do much differently uh, okay. pre pre or post COVID. My advice has always been, you know, enjoy the process, present your candidacy for admission by telling your story using all of the different components of the application. Mm-hmm. Tell it, you know, make sure you're telling your story, not the story you think the admissions office wants to hear. Mm-hmm. We want to learn about what you're good at, what your strengths are and what you're interested in, in and out of the classroom. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately what your dreams are. Um, They can be super specific or incredibly vague. It doesn't matter. We just want to know what your 16, 17, 18 year old self Mm -hmm. likes about yourself, what others see in you and, and what you're going to do on our campus and in our community. Mm -hmm. What are we doing different? I mean, I think this is really the exciting part of, of, of how COVID has forced us to be different and be creative. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been able to reach broader audiences because we don't have to get on a plane and, and right. fly everywhere, right? So uh-huh. uh, we can have virtual information sessions. We've been offering uh, prospective students and admitted students to um, have personal one-on-one conversations with our current students here on campus uh-huh. or our faculty members here on campus. Um, we, uh, uh, you know, and, and we'll, we'll move all of this, uh, all of these different strategies, we'll move them out forward into the future, even when we're able to get back on planes and, and come into your high schools um, and, and um, you know, say hello in person. Um, so I think th- that that is really, really exciting. And um, it allows us to really showcase the university to people and in places that we've never been able to do that before. Um, uh-huh. And, you know, which will be critical to the success of, of any institution, um, broaden our access, allow uh, ourselves to be accessible to students who didn't think that the, a Vermont education was, was, was available to them um, yeah. or had never heard of us in, uh, in a corner of the world that we haven't been to. As we kind of uh, you know, wind down here, what kind of message do you want to send to international students? And I do, I do 
I would be, you know, it'd be nice if you could also comment on financial aid and things of that nature. Sure. Um, but first, maybe what, you know, you are trying to grow your international base. So, you know, what, what kind of message do you want to send them? And then any thoughts on financial aid? Yeah, sure. So, you know, my advice to aspiring students in the admissions process is to enjoy the process. Like I said, you know, mm -hmm. I understand it's a stressful process. I understand that in many cases, it's going to feel like a competitive process. But if you do what I just told you, enjoy the process, um, you know, it's really going to shine through through your applications. Mm -hmm. um, those are the applications that I've always loved to read most. Um, and uh, you can tell when when a student uh, showcases themselves and tells their story while they're enjoying that process. For mm -hmm. international students specifically, I mean, I would I would talk to um, current students on campus if if possible. Mm -hmm. um, usually, international admissions um, uh, officers will be able to connect connect students, international students, with other international students on campus. Uh -huh. it, hopefully, even an international student from either your country or your region mm -hmm. um, so that you can understand how life on campus is. And, um, you know, here at UVM, hopefully you're able to do that so that uh, you hear about the vibrant and accepting community that I was talking about earlier. Sure. Sure. In terms of financial aid, yeah. Um, you know, students should be and very much are savvy customers. Right. But yeah. um, the sticker prices are just, that really. Um, yeah. I do note, uh, I do have to note, however, uh, at UVM, our our tuition and fees have been frozen for mm -hmm. the past uh, three years. We just uh, uh, announced that a couple of months ago for the third year in a row. So no increases in tuition and fees whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But the price you should be willing to pay is hard, is hard to determine. Um, yeah. of, of course, you know, you need to take outcomes and graduation rates and indebtedness levels and average salary for alumni, et cetera, into your consideration. But there's also some intangible experience of being on campus in a community of thousands of other peers, faculty and staff who are all cheering for you and supporting for you. So that number is going to be hard to quantify in your, in your sure. calculations. Um, so there's an art and a science to kind of determining the ROI, right? You have to feel like you're going to get your money's worth, uh, but you'll have to justify the investment at the same time from a dollars and cents perspective. So financial aid should certainly be a consideration, but the lowest net cost of your related packages that get sent home won't always be the campus or institution that you were meant to be at. So, you know, yeah. if you're listening to, your, to this podcast, I trust that you will make the right choice for you and your family. And if it's UVM, then that makes me even more excited to welcome you to Burlington. So Jay, anything else you want to add that um, we may not have covered or something that you want to highlight um, before we kind of sign off? No, no, I don't think so, Venkat. I, uh, again, I mean, I think that the University of Vermont is a really unique uh, and special place in a unique and, 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 and special environment. And um, anyone who's interested in learning more can, can check us out online at uvm.edu or feel free, to, feel free to get in touch with me. All of our contact information is right on the website. So thanks so much for having me today, Venkat. No, my pleasure. So thank you so much for making the time. And I think certainly uh, you've uh, shared a lot of good information and, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure people will follow up. 
So I'm sure I also want to talk to you some more. So we'll do that in the future. But for now, take care. Be safe. Thank you. Thank you. You too. And, and to your listeners as well. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hi again. Hope you enjoyed this podcast with Jay Jacobs, Vice Provost Enrollment at UVM. I hope you got an insider's look at UVM, its flagship programs, the opportunities it offers, as well as what they're looking for in their students. Do dig a little deeper into UVM. In addition, we have provided contact information in the episode notes to request more information from UVM. For questions or comments on this podcast, please email podcast at almamatters.io. Thank you all so much for listening to our podcast today. Transcripts for this podcast and previous podcasts are on almamatters.io forward slash podcasts. To stay connected with us, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or visit anchor.fm forward slash alma matters to stay connected. Till we meet again, take care and be safe. Thank you. College Matters. Alma Alma matters. Matters.